Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 24 of Pop Icon, the podcast. I'm your host, David, a digital media student at Gulf Coast State College and the host of Pop Icon Radio every Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 in the morning. We talk pop culture, we play pop music, and I have to apologize right now because there's like an airplane flying over that, so you might hear that right now. Um, but also, I have to apologize. This episode is late. This episode is like maybe four to five days late. I have been sick. Um... I don't know what was going on. There was like a lot of pollen in the air. I don't know, but I ended up getting like totally just like fucked up. So this episode's out a little bit late, but the good thing for you guys is we have got two episodes this week. We'll be putting out an episode today on Tuesday, and then also on Friday we'll have an episode out as regularly programmed and scheduled. Um, so yeah, we are here, Pop Icon. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Episode 24, that's crazy. That's like a lot of episodes so far. Um, I like promised that I would have a guest this week, my friend Gavin um, from the college, and his ass canceled. So sorry about it. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, he wasn't able to do it this week. Um, so maybe in the future, we'll be able to get together again and do one or get together at all and do a podcast. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but we're going to jump into some pop culture news, talking about that fun stuff. Um, you guys want to talk about the box office, right? The top 10, right? So we can talk about the box office top 10 of the week. We have got for the week of... February 16th, I guess that's the Friday, this past Friday, um, we have got number 10, we've got Land of the Bad, 1.8 million, at number 9, we've got Lisa Frankenstein, 2 million, that's from Juno's, uh, that's from Juno's, that's from Diablo Cody, who did like Juno and Megan's, Megan's body, Jennifer's body, um, so maybe I want to check that out, maybe it'll be good. Um, number eight this week, we have got Anyone But You, uh, 2.4 million. And number seven, I saw some scenes. Okay, have you guys seen those scenes of, like, Sydney Sweeney and, like, Glenn Powell, like, messing around in that movie, Anyone But You? It's, like, a little too steamy for, com- like, too, I don't know what's going on there. I was, like, I'm a prude. I don't know, because they were just, like, they were, like, being too sexual with each other. I guess that's what you have to do whenever you're, like you know, being love interest on the screen, but, like, it's been going, like, viral on Twitter this past week, and every time I, like, go on, like, a Twitter thread, it's just, like, the two of them, like, making out sexily in, like, a shower, and, like, her, like, shirt is, like, coming off to where, like, you see the outline of her, like, under boob, but you don't see her actual, like, nipple, um, and, like, you see, like, right where his, like, V ends, like, I don't know, it's just, like, it's very sexy, but also very, like, provocative, um, so number seven, we've got the beekeeper, 3.2 million, at number six, we have got Wonka, 3.5 million, at number five, we've got The Chosen, season four, episodes four through six, 3.9 million. Um, I told you guys last week they should be doing that with all, like, the Netflix things. Why are they not putting them out there just for, like, a weekend, you know, pulling a couple of million and just, you know, call it a day? Or maybe it costs more money to do that. Who knows? Uh, number four, we've got Migration, 3.8 million. At number three, we have got Argyle, 4.8 million. 
At number two, we have got Madame Web. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. There's like some funny like memes going around with that. Um, and number one, we have got Bob Marley's One Love with 28 million. Uh, I know like a lot of people at my job were like super excited to watch that. So it's great. It did almost like 30 million. Um, that's a lot of money. So we can get into some, how about some movie news next? So we can jump into some movie news next. We have got some Fantastic Four news. How about that? So earlier this month, Marvel Studios announced that Pedro Pascal, Vanessa Kirby, Joseph Quinn, and Eben Moss Backrack will lead the Fantastic Four cast. Uh, the Fantastic Four, created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, debuted in 1961. The team is comprised of Reed Richards, Susan Storm, Johnny Storm, and Ben Grimm. They gained superpowers during a space mission, becoming Marvel's first family of superheroes. Uh, so we've got director Matt Sh- Jakeman uh, working on this as well as Cam Squires from WandaVision. So we'll see how that goes. I'm curious to see it. I'm like half curious to see it. Okay, Pedro Pascal, I like him kind of. Vanessa Kirby, who? I was hoping for somebody like, I don't know, Emma Stone. Um, Joseph Quinn, uh, do I have to say it? I don't want to fucking be mean. I don't want to be mean. And I don't want to say he, like, has, like, a receding hairline. And I don't want to say he kind of looks cross-eyed. And I don't want to say that, like, his head is, like, a little bit too big for me. But I guess I just did. Um, And then they've got Evan Moss backrack from The Bear. And I watched The Bear for the first time this past week. And uh, guess what I thought of it? I didn't love parts of it. There was, like, a lot of it I actually didn't love. I'm service industry. Supposedly I'm supposed to, like, like, oh, yeah, I get it. But, like... I didn't get a lot of it. It's a little bit too crazy. If that was going on in my motherfucking kitchen, I would be losing my mind. Where is there, like, front of house manager? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe I haven't watched enough of it. But, like, there was, I guess, a second episode, maybe, where they're just, like, on the back. And they're just like, fuck you! Shut the fuck up! I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God! You can't talk like that in my restaurant? That would be crazy. Um, So, yeah, his, like, character cousin... um, I don't know. Does the internet love him? I feel like he's probably one of those that like the internet loves. Um, we'll see how it goes. I wonder who they're going to cast as Dr. Dooms. Some people have said that it's going to be Henry Cavill. Um, Cavill. I, I still don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, so we'll see how that goes. So I guess kind of a little bit of news tying into that. We have got Less Than Zero writer Brett Easton Ellis is set to make his directorial debut with Relapse, an elevated horror film that he wrote starring... Uh, Johnny Storm, Joseph Quinn, the guy that I was just, like, trashing. And I'm sorry to say that, like, I just, like, I don't get it, kind of, because I think that the character of Johnny Storm is kind of supposed to be that, like, sexy playboy and his whole thing is that he's, like, a sexy, like, himbo, kind of. And, like, the fact that they've got, like, that guy doing it, I don't know. I just was, like, expecting more. I don't know. Like... The last two Johnny Storms have been Chris Evans and Michael B. Jordan, so I guess that's, like, some pretty big shoes to fill. Um, So we'll see how it goes. Uh, But like I said, Lesson Zero writer Brett Easton Ellis is going to be taking his directorial debut with Relapse. Um, So Relapse is a film, let's see what it is, it stars... 
<laughs> I know. It stars Joseph Quinn as Matt Cullen, who checks into rehab after witnessing a horrific death during a debauched party. Three months later, he is set to get his life back together, staying at his parents' mansion in the hills of Beverly Hill or of Los Angeles. I want to say Beverly Hills, uh, but things have changed around Matt. Everyone, everything seems off balance. Fooled by his unstable personality and the invading power of social media, Matt's paranoia grows, messing up his rehabilitation program. As he begins using again, a mysterious presence starts growing around Matt, and a monster that has been haunting him since he was a teenager reveals himself. His therapist tries to help, convince that the monster is actually in Matt's head. Reads the synopsis. Um, so, that sounds like a lot of what Brother Easton Ellis does, is like, you're the real monster, like, the... You know what I mean? Like, the main character is, like, actually, like, the real monster. Like, we found that from American Psycho. I just read the shards. I'm going to do a fucking review on the shards eventually. Just like I'm going to review the idol, I promise. It's coming. Um, like, I feel like that's kind of, like, his motif. Um, so, we'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll check it out because I love Brady Stanellis. Um, and I talked about last week his, like, psycho boyfriend. Maybe this is, like, based off of him, you know? Like, his, like, trial and tribulation, his, like, meth breakdown that he was having on Twitter. Um, so, we'll see how that goes. Uh, we've got a little bit more movie news. We have got the Deadpool trailer renouncing at the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, I didn't even announce the Super Bowl happened like, last week, I was supposed to talk about it on Friday's show, and I didn't, because obviously I was sick, and we didn't do the show, but, like, it happened. And the Chiefs won. Congratulations to them. Uh, fucking weird. Um, uh, so, we have got the Deadpool trailer, like I said. Hugh Jackman is back as Wolverine in the first Deadpool 3 trailer, which announced, was announced and played on Super Bowl Sunday. Not only that, the trailer confirms that the film's official title is Deadpool and Wolverine, as well as the R rating that it is going to obviously <laughs> it's obviously going to be necessary because there's like pegging jokes like in it like and they're like making fun of Disney I don't know it seems kind of weird um we'll see how it goes Deadpool 3 uh will mark the ninth time that Jackman has appeared as a character from Marvel Comics and the first since he uh, apparently retired with 2017's logo so he retired seven years ago and i was like i'm back at it um that's amazing i guess you can do that when you retire at like 40 um so deadpool 3 also features the crowns emma corinne uh successions matthew mcfadden as well as veterans from deadpool 1 and 2 rob delaney uh karen sony leslie ugum i don't know if i pronounced that right it might be ugums uh marina baccarin and stefan kopik uh, so, yeah, I'm excited to see it, I guess. Um, I'm sure it's gonna be amazing. You know, it's, it's usually funny, and Ryan Reynolds usually does his thing. Um, and does his thing. What is his thing? I guess his thing is, like, act like Deadpool. Is that, isn't that kind of his thing? Isn't that why he got the role? Um, we can jump into some more pop culture news. I don't want to stick on that for too long. We can actually talk about something that was connected to Deadpool. Um, so we've got Josh Brolin, who starred in Deadpool 2 as Cable, um, writing a beautiful, uh, a beautiful poem about Timothy Chalamet. Uh, I'm just going to read it out loud for you. Your face is etched by adolescence. Your cheekbones jump towards what are youth laden eyes that slide down a prominent nose and onto lips of a certain poetry. And the way you hold my gaze makes me fear my own age. Because something in me tells me you're going to offer me something. And for now, I'm not sure it's going to be something I want anymore. I'm like, oh my god, what is Timothy Chalamet offering Josh Brolin on the set of fucking Dune? Oh my god. I, like, got kind of scared. Um, is he in, like, what? 
I'm very confused. I'm just kidding. I'm really not that confused. It's literally just a poetry from this, like, I guess poetry book that Josh Brolin is putting out in tandem with the Dune 2 uh, movie that will be... I don't know. When does that movie even fucking come out? Is it out? I don't think so. It would have been number one at the box office if so. Um, but they had the premiere the other night, so it's probably coming up here soon. Uh, yeah, so it's just like really weird. Celebrities, fucking strange. Um, we'll jump into some more news. Uh, some final, I guess, movie news. Let's talk about it. Um, so we've got some Stan news. Uh, so Eminem, whose 2000 song Stan coined the term for a fanatical and sometimes delusional super fan, is actually co-producing a documentary on the phenomenon via his shady films. Uh, so the film is slated for release later this next year. According to the synopsis, the film, with the working title Stands, is a revealing, edgy, and disalarmingly personal journey into the world of super fandom, told through the lens of one of the most iconic and enduring artists, artists, Eminem, and the fans that worship him. I'm like, oh my god, I know somebody, I know one of his super fans, uh, DJ Hello Karen, um, who was on episode 10 of Pop Icon here, on Pop Icon, the podcast, like... She is obsessed with Eminem. She's not like a bad stand. She's not like the stand that's like throwing the girlfriend in the back of the car. She's not that type of stand. She just like loves him so much. Um, and I love that for her. Uh, I loved him too whenever I was like growing up. Like I was like, I was like, he's fucking cool as shit. Um, I kind of fell off him whenever he got, whenever I got older though. Um, but yeah, that's like a little bit of interesting like news. He's doing a film about stands. Like, oh. I wonder, he should be, like, talking about, like, the BTS stands, like, the Taylor Swift fans. Like, they're the, like, psycho stands. Um, so we'll see how it goes. We'll jump into some, how about some music news next? So let's just, like, jump right into the Billboard Hot 100 Top 10 of the Week for the week of February 17th, 2024. Um, let's get right to it. Number 10, we have got Grammy Award-winning Flowers, Miley Cyrus. At number 9, we have got Agora Hills, Doja Cat. At number 8, we've got Fast Car, Luke Combs. At number seven, we have got Greedy by Tate McRae. At number six, I Remember Everything, Zach Bryan featuring Casey Musgraves. At number five, we have got Snooze by SZA. At number four, we've got Cruel Summer, Taylor Swift. At number three, we have got Benson Boone with Beautiful Things. At number two, we have got Lose Control, Teddy Swims. And at number one, we have got Lovin' On Me by Jack Harlow. That song just like, it won't go away. Just get the fuck out of here. No, I'm just kidding. Don't get out of here. It's like an okay song. It's like fun sometimes. Like whenever I'm at the gym and it'll just like pop on my radio. I'm like, all right, I'll listen to it. Um, so that's like fun. That's our Billboard Hot 100 of the week. We'll see where Beyonce is on that next week because we've got some exciting news for her um, coming up. Uh, so we've also got some more music news. Let's start first with, actually, you know what? Let's start with the fucking Beyonce news. Why not? So Beyonce has announced that Act 2 will arrive on March 29th. Uh, Beyonce confirmed it in a Texas-themed Instagram video minutes after her Verizon commercial aired. You're like, wait, what? So, yeah, Beyonce premiered a Super Bowl commercial for Verizon uh, where she revealed the Act 2 era, which was, I guess... Like I said, it was born out of the action-packed Verizon commercial that aired during the 2024 Super Bowl. At the very end, Beyonce teased, okay, they ready. Drop the new music. Shortly after the ad went live, the superstar confirmed the Act 2 release date on Instagram. On the same date as the Super Bowl, Beyonce drops not one, but two country lead singles for Act 2. We've got Texas Hold'em and we've got 16 Carriages. Both tracks premiered on Tidal before making their way to YouTube and other streaming services. Um, so although she's dipped her toes in the genre before with 
dad lessons back in the day. Um, she seems to be fully embracing country on this new act two. Uh, we don't know what it's going to be called, um, but I'm curious. Renaissance act one was amazing. Act three supposedly is going to be a rock album. Beyonce doing rock is going to be fucking crazy. I want to see it like right now. Um, so that's great. We've got that going on. We've also got some other like powerhouse news. We've got Ariana Grande and Mariah Carey releasing their Yes End remix. So Ariana Grande recruited Mariah Carey for a new version of Yes End. Uh, the singers had previously connected in 2020 for an Oh Santa uh, collaboration um, ahead of the new remixes release Ariana Grande wrote online there are truly no words that suffice thank you from the bottom of my heart for this dream come true and for sprinkling your brilliance and magic on my little song at Mariah Carey it means more to me than I can ever articulate and I can't wait for you to hear this um, Mariah Carey obviously is like a superstar Mariah, Ariana Grande is like obviously a superstar the song it did not land for a lot of people a lot of people are mad about it they were like this fucking sucks I'm like does it fucking suck I'm sorry I don't know if it fucking sucks or not but but I do know that like it didn't like make the splash. I was hoping it did. I feel like there haven't been like a lot of like collaborations that really like make like what was the last really big collaboration? I feel like it's like like WAP with like making the sign like Cardi B. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. So we'll see how it goes with the two of them. Maybe we're, we'll see more tracks from Ariana Grande coming up here soon on her new track, her new album, Eternal Sunshine. Um, and I'm excited for it. Uh, we'll jump into some television news next. So we've got some television news coming up. We have got a television star, Outer Bank star, Austin North, uh, being arrested. You know Austin North, right? I don't really know him. I hear this is the first that I'm like hearing of him. But apparently Austin North is a an actor who was on like a Disney Channel show. He was on Outer Banks. He played Topper Thornton on there. Um, and apparently he went haywire at a hospital in Vegas this past weekend. Uh attacking several emergency room staffers and needing to be restrained uh so claim the cops at least uh so according to a police report obtained by tmz officers were dispatched to umc hospital tuesday night for reports of an assault and battery that occurred in the er when they arrived cops say they interviewed the alleged victims um he is alleged to have punched a nurse in the head shoved the face of another nurse and pushed the phlebotomist into a table only for the later alleged victim to use a tray nearby to smack him in the head in self-defense <laughs> they attacked his ass he was hauled off to jail where he was booked for a gross misdemeanor battery and posed for his mugshot which he looks like he got beat up in um austin has since bounded or er, bonded out this one thing that isn't addressed is what was he doing in the ER in the first place? Um, so he addressed the situation online, said that he was having a very severe panic attack where he thought he might die, adding that he doesn't remember much of the incident at all. Um, he posted a lengthy description of what he says happened that day, noting that he's been dealing with his condition for a long time and that the attack he endured Tuesday was by far the worst he's ever experienced. He apologizes to the hotel, ho hotel hospital staff and says he hopes for more light to be on his condition to be shed as time goes on. So that's like fucking crazy. Um, obviously he like felt bad about it. Um, so we can just move on past it. Uh, we've got some other amazing television news. So the X-Men 97 trailer has officially dropped for the first time in over 10 years. A new animated X-Men show has arrived. It's like in over 10 years. It's like more like over fucking 15 years, bitch. Um, the first trailer for Disney Plus's X-Men 97 is here and it continues the story from the classic 90s cartoon X-Men the Animated Series. It begins streaming on Disney 
on March 20th. So the beloved X-Men the Animated Series ran from 1992 to 1997 for five seasons. X-Men 97 functions as essentially a sixth season for the show, picking up after the 1997 series finale, Graduation Day, in which Professor Charles Xavier dies. <laughs> he just dies. Um, the new trailer shows X-Men members Cyclops, Wolverine, Morph, Rogue, Beast, Gambit, Jubilee, Bishop, Jean Grey, Storm, and more pick up the pieces after Professor X perishes. Um, and I'm like so excited for it. It looks fucking, it looks pretty good, I guess. I mean, there was like, okay, so here's things that we need to talk about. One, we need to talk about Bo DeMeo, who is like the creator, the director, the EP, um, executive producer. I don't know exactly what this title is, but like, apparently there's like drama with him online. And I follow all these accounts that like always fight with him. They like always go back and forth with him. They don't love his like opinions. And like some of them are kind of like iffy to me. Um, there's like some, some controversy over the casting of the Sunspot actor. Um, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard him like speak yet. So I don't know if like there's like controversy really to like be had there. Um, but there's also a little bit more controversy online because they, they changed one of the characters morph into non-binary and I'm like, Oh my God, non-binary. That's so crazy. Who would have thought I'm not non-binary. I'm sorry. And people are like losing their mind online. They're like some of like those like, like incel type guys are just like, they're making the X-Men woke. And it's just like, dude, the X-Men have been woke. The X-Men are like, when you go back to it, like, whenever I was, like, a child growing up in the 90s, I feel like the X-Men is, like, half what taught me, like, all right, you need to, like, be kinder to, like, all different types of people. All right, the X-Men didn't teach me that. Obviously, my parents taught me that and, like, my family and my friends and stuff like that. But I mean, like, physical, like, representation, like, that I'm, like, watching, like, that is one of the first things that made me be like, okay, like, I get it. I get what they're saying. And it was, like, speaking, like, a certain message to me that I understood. And maybe not at the time, I wasn't, like, totally understanding of it, but I did understand, like, just like you know people are different and sometimes you just have to like let them be like they do their own thing i don't know i didn't like think anything of it but a lot of people are like mad about it um i'm more so excited about it uh so we'll see how that goes that's just like a little bit of television news we can talk about a little bit more television news like before um we have things to talk about like the super bowl so we can talk about like some Super Bowl news. I know you sound like you can hear it in my voice. I don't want to fucking talk about the Super Bowl. I hate fucking football. I hate sports. But I'm going to talk about it, I guess. Because there were some like pop culture things that went on. So let's talk about the T, first of all. First of first things first, the Chiefs won. Um, it was a beautiful love story for Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey as they were able to go out that night and do the damn thing and do the damn thing includes like going to a club and like smoking weed. I saw this video of like Travis Kelsey, like smoking on like a blunt in the club. And like, it looks like Taylor like talks to him. It's like, Hey, pass that to me. And then she like looks around and she's like, maybe I don't need to do that. Um, so why can't people just like leave Taylor Swift alone and let her smoke weed in peace with her? Like beautiful quarterback boyfriend you know he's like where he's he's quitting football i think so he's not gonna be in risk for like an injury anymore he can go on to just be like the celebrity like spokesperson that he's meant to be so congratulations to the two of them on their little love story they smoke weed together maybe they become potheads together maybe they like start like a farm together um we've had some other crazy news we've got the nfl smoothing out alicia keys voice during the super bowl did you guys watch the super bowl when you heard her like she hit this really like bum note like right when it started but if you listen to it on youtube they fucking cleared it up they made it sound like it was beautiful so it's just like mandala effect and like 
in like real time like they were watching that happen like it was a one way but then they're like making it seem like it was another way so i don't know that's fucking like kind of weird to me what do you think do you think that's weird or not um so uh, another thing we've got lana del rey being attacked no i'm just kidding she wasn't attacked so lana del rey was like up in the stands with taylor swift she was with ice spice she was with blake lively um who else popped up there i don't know uh, there was a couple other celebrities, but they're all up there, like, living their best life, being celebrities. And, like, whenever this the Chiefs won, this guy, like, jumps up and down, and he knocks into Lana Del Rey and knocks her down. And she, like, falls. And I'm like, oh, my God. And nobody helps her. I think, actually, Riot, like, Ice Spice's, like, producer helps her. But I'm like... I cannot believe you just did that to her. Get off of her! Um, so that was, like, kind of fucking crazy. Um, what else do we have? Oh, yeah. Ice Spice was there with Riot, um, who's her producer. And people were, like, questioning. They're like, are they dating? Are they not? I was like, no. Riot's gay. And Ice Spice actually had to go online, and she had to let you bitches know. He is not gay. He likes women's, and he is delivered. Um, so I don't know if he's really... I, I don't know if he's gay. I don't know if, like, she was just, like, capping for, like, her best friend. You know, like, I had, like, straight girls do that for me before. But, like, he's not gay, I swear. And I'm like, bitch, yes, the fuck I am. But you do you, boo. Um, uh, we can talk. I, I don't, I can't talk about any more Super Bowl news. What else is there to talk about Super Bowl? We got Beyonce. We already talked about her. There was a couple of other trailers. I don't think anything else, like, really, like, stood out to me. I'm sorry. It really just fucking didn't. Um, so we'll just move on to some, like, crazy, like, kind of local news here in Florida. So we've got, like, some, like, kind of crazy pop culture it's a pop culture i guess it's pop culture because it ended up on the fucking national news um so we have got a florida deputy um sheriff's deputy mistook the sound of an acorn hitting his patrol vehicle for a gunshot and fired multiple times at the suv where a handcuffed black man was sitting inside the back seat officials have said um so the man who has been questioned about stealing his girlfriend's car was not injured during the november 12th shooting he was taken into custody but released without being charged the officer who initiated the shooting resigned. Um, the Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office released the body camera video and an internal affair report this week addressing the acorn for the first time. Um, and I have to be honest, I watched the video and I was shocked by the video. I was like, I was getting off of work and I'm like off work and I'm like unwinding for the day, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, cop mistakes, acorn for good. I'm like, what is this video? Like scrolling on X and Twitter. I called it X for the first time instead of just Twitter. That's crazy. Um, like, and I was like, oh, I got to watch this. And I watch it. And then, like, as I'm scrolling through the comments, and it's, I'm like, oh, it's from fucking Fort Walton. Oh, shit. That's, like, two towns over. That's, like, really close to me. Oh, my God. So this guy's, like, this this officer is, like, walking back to his car. And all of a sudden, you hear, like, the tiniest faint of something. And then all of a sudden, you just see him, like, body roll and, like, do a couple of tuck and rolls and, like, start shooting like a psychopath. And then his partner starts shooting. He's like, I'm an hit. And then, like, his partner's like, are you okay? And he's like, I'm okay. I just, I, I feel weird. And I'm like, oh, my God. Dude, you didn't get fucking hit. Like, that's your, like, adrenaline just, like, pumping right now. Calm the fuck down. They, like, fired, like, so many rounds in that fucking car. I'm like surprised that he wasn't hit thank god he wasn't hit but like that's fucking crazy we've got some also crazy news coming up on friday show also about some like police news that's like really scary to talk about but i'll like tease that and we'll talk about it then um but yeah it's it was this video was like fucking crazy i wonder what's gonna happen with it i wonder if he's gonna like sue them if he's gonna make any money um like that's like the purpose right that's what i would do i'd fucking be like guys 
I'll, I'll, I won't bother you again. Just give me fucking $500,000. I'll be fine. Everything will be perfect. Um, so yeah, that was fucking crazy. I watched that video. I was like, that's, ah, poor guys all around. And then, I don't know, like, do I feel bad? I feel bad for the cop that he thought that he was getting shot at. But then I also, I'm like, it was an acorn, dude. Like, you need to, like, chill the fuck out. And obviously he did chill out. He, like, resigned. But that's just, that's just fucking wild. Um, let's jump into some more pop culture news. We've got some, some Kristen Stewart Rolling Stone news. So Kristen Stewart is responding to her provocative Rolling Stone photo shoot, noting that the response to her made her feel very happy. Um, the Oscar-nominated actress recently spoke during the Berlinale International Film Festival, relaying that she is happy with the response to her recent photo shoot. The 33-year-old actress, who was promoting her new film, Love Lies Bleeding, at the film festival, acknowledged the impact of the steamy layout, saying, the existence of a female body thrusting any type of sexuality at you that's not designed for exclusively straight males is something people are not super comfy with and so i'm really happy with it <laughs> she's like fuck you basically um so that's amazing in the rolling stone photo shoot stewart showed off her bold style donning a jock strap and basketball shorts against the backdrop of an old weight room uh sharing insight into her approach to the photo shoot the los angeles native said that she loved the opportunity to be the main subject of it um it's okay to take different photos and mix them up in a way that people aren't used to and want to go that's okay too it's in fact it's pervasive and it's everywhere and it's being denied and it's crazy that there are more photos like that um so she's like gonna be in this new film called love lies bleeding which i got to talk about that next week i guess um it's like a like lesbian like weightlifting like drama i think i'm interested in it i'll see how it goes um yeah like i said we'll see how that goes but the photos are very like provocative she's like in a jock strap i'm like I'm like seeing it done it. Um, let's like move on from that though. We've got uh, we got some uh, some uh, Freddie Gibbs news. You're like Freddie Gibbs who? So we're gonna get into some Freddie Gibbs news. And like I said, who's Freddie Gibbs? He's like a rapper. Like I've, I've I know the name. I don't really know the name. I'm just like the the pop culture of it all is more important than like the who he is. Um, so Valentine's Day didn't go exactly as planned for Freddie Gibbs on Wednesday. The rapper's ex girlfriend. I'm sorry, I had to pause for a second. Destiny Creams posted a picture on X, formerly known as Twitter, that allegedly showed a racy photo of the Gary Indiana rapper. Along with the photo, she wrote, Spreading love, happy Valentine's Day. Oh my fucking God. I'm not going to post the photo. I'm not going to talk about the photo. I'm not going to show the photo. Uh, but you might be able to guess why it was called that based on that caption, Spreading love. Ah! Oh, that's that's crazy. Um, so instead of ignoring the photo altogether, uh, Gibbs used it as an opportunity to promote his work. On Thursday, he shared promo for his upcoming appearance at the Netflix is a Joke Fest on May 3rd, along with the caption, I guess I'll better letter. Gibbs included a short snippet from the 1991 Ghetto Boys song, Quickie. On the track, Scarface raps, I grabbed her by the sweater. She wants to lick my booty. I guess I better let her. <laughs> They're talking about booty. That's crazy. Um, while this seemed like a minor incident that didn't seem to bother Gibbs too much, he has a long and complicated history with his ex-girlfriend. In May 2023, Creams accused Gibbs of essentially abandoning her after she became pregnant with his child. During a lengthy thread on X, she chronicled how the two met, fell in love, and eventually broke up. She alleged the two would discuss at length about having children together, but when she did eventually become pregnant, Gibbs became silent and never took out the time to take care of her or check on her. 
No, that is sad, actually. That's actually really fucked up. I was about to be like, you know what, girl? It happens. We all fall in love with somebody, learn their piece of shit, and they move on. But, like, I mean, if she had a kid with him and, like, he did that to her, it's really fucked up, Freddie Gibbs. And the fact that she's got your, like, booty hole spread on the internet, maybe, like, that's not the worst thing. He doesn't think it's the worst thing either. He's, like, laughing about it. And he's, like, making, like, he's making, like, ass eating jokes. Um, so it's not the worst thing in the world, dude, to happen. It's kind of funny, actually. Um, we can jump into, we can jump into, we'll talk about Madame Web. How about that? Let's just like talk about it. So let's talk about some Madame Web news that we've got going on. Madame Web, have you heard of it? It is the Dakota Johnson starring Spider-Woman type film. Um, it's Dakota Johnson as Cassandra Webb who can like see the future and sees the future for three spider girls. And it's not good for them because Amanda's coming to kill them and one of the spider girls is sydney sweeney and it's fucking crazy um it's not that fucking crazy <laughs> actually it is fucking crazy i like watch like the best moments of it oops sorry spoiler i like watch the best moments of it on twitter like a couple of like scenes of it and it's kind of like wild and out there um and i'm like maybe i need to go see that in movie theaters um so what else is wild and out there is the dakota johnson like press tour for it the whole promotional material like everything going on for madame webb and it is like so weird so strange like i felt like there was no material for it like and then all of a sudden we were just like bombarded with it um i saw like one of the first things that we saw like her costume on was like a random bottle of like ocean spray i'm like okay that was like so strange i don't know why they they started with like ocean spray bottles um so that was like one of the first like promotional materials they had out there then she started going on tour and she just started talking to like everybody and weird things started happening she went for the like interview for et um like the magazine or not the magazine uh entertainment tonight the television show and like there was an there was an earthquake like in the middle of it like she like caused it i don't know um so that was like funny she could not she could not remember what any of the spider-man movies were called far from home homecoming far away from home or whatever the fuck i don't know far out there whatever they are called because there are a lot of them i understand it um that was kind of funny she also didn't understand like the viralness of madame web um there's this interview where they're like laughing about there's this like viral meme about like the the way that she like said this one line in the trailer was like my mom was in the amazon researching spiders before she was before she died it just was, like, too, like, campy, too fun. She just, like, did not understand it whenever, like, the interviewer was, like, talking about it. So that was, like, funny. What else happened? I feel like there was some other stuff. Oh, yeah. She said that Madame Web is, like, if AI generated your boyfriend's perfect movie on SNL. She, like, hosted it on there with um, Zac Efron. People weren't happy about that. Or not Zac Efron. Why did I say Zac Efron? I meant Justin Timberlake. They're not the same. Zac Efron's, like, kind of cute, and Justin Timberlake's a creep. Um, like... Yeah, that was, like, kind of funny. Um, so, are you going to go see Madame Web? I don't know. Maybe I'll go see it. Like, I like Sydney Sweeney, but, like, spoiler alert, apparently, like, she's not even Spider-Woman really in it. Like, this is, like, one second of her, like, in the, the costume. That's, like, it. That's, like, so lame to me. That's, like, I don't know. Fucking make a Spider-Woman movie about Sydney Sweeney, please. Um, even though, like, her character... She's, like, she... I, I keep on seeing these, like, promotional materials of her being, like... Whenever I was, like, doing the scene of Julia, I had to make sure that I was doing what Julia did. She was always upside down. She was always hanging upside down. I'm like, bitch, she's fucking in, like, five comics. Oh, she isn't more than five comics. But, like, she's not, like, the most important character. Like, but you're, like... The way you're making it seems like you know anything about her. You don't know shit about her. You know... 
I am convinced that every single person that is like starring in these like Sony films like thinks they're in like the Marvel's like cinematic universe. You're not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, bitch. I'm sorry. You're just fucking not. Like, I feel like their agents are lying to them and telling them that. Are you? Tell me the truth. Sydney, do you think that you're in, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Because you're not, sweetheart. And if you were, you should have been fucking. Who could Sydney Sweeney be? Who's, like, a beautiful... Oh, my God. Sydney Sweeney as, like... Who's, like, the most beautiful blonde? They could have had her as fucking uh, Sue Storm. Why not? As Invisible Woman instead of Vanessa Kirby. Who's Vanessa Kirby? Who the fuck is Vanessa Kirby? I don't know who that is. Um, so we'll jump into some more pop culture news. We've got Sean Evans breaking up with his girlfriend and it being like a headline. So in some like not so hot news, we've got YouTube star Sean Evans and adult film star Melissa Stratton uh, just starting to make headlines after talking to one another from October 2023. They finally met in person by the end of that year and spent some t- time together this past Super Bowl uh, in Vegas. Um, however, sadly, they have announced that they recently broke up on Valentine's Day. The shocking revelation of their breakup comes shortly after they were looking very loved up during the Super Bowl. Um, unfortunately, within less than 24 hours after their romance went public and made headlines, Sean Evans allegedly called it quits with his relationship with Melissa Stratton due to the overexposure and uncomfortable amount of attention. Ugh, dude, I don't love that for him. I actually fucking hate that for him. He's so gross for that. Um, I feel like a lot of this happened, like, after they were, like, posted about it, like, Pop Crave posted about it, and Adam22, like, he retweeted it, and he was like, I'm, like, being vulgar right now. I, I don't mean to be vulgar, but, like, I'm just saying what he said, and he's like, damn, Sean, the pussy is fire. And I'm like, ew, like, why would you say that, you piece of shit? Um, so she also clapped back on Twitter saying, actually, um, she posted on her Twitter, she goes, don't try to date a corn star if you actually hate corn. Like, I guess you have to say corn instead of porn on those, like, social media type sites for stuff to like go out there um so i guess he hates porn stars i don't know if he does or not i never asked him but like i know that my friend stacy was on hot ones with him uh, like a couple of years ago we talked about it on movie day podcast but she liked an episode of hot ones and she was able to meet him they didn't win stacy and lane went on there together if i would have went there with him i would have fucking I'm telling you, we would have we would have knocked that shit. I feel like they lost like on a Kardashian question or something like that. Um, so yeah, that's like that's like sad news for her. You break up with her on Valentine's Day. I had like something really traumatic happen last year on Valentine's Day too. <laughs> like this past year, like me and my boyfriend, we had already like had like so much like beef going on, so much drama going on, and like that day from work, I'm just like driving home, like all right, like it's Valentine's Day, like we just need to like I'm just need to get back things back together with him. I go out, I buy all of the stuff, you know, chocolates, I do the flowers, I do the balloons, the card, all that business. And I, like, bring it home, and I, like, set it up for him, because I, like, know the next day, like, I have to go to work, and I'm not really going to, like, be able to, like, be there with him. And I, like, set it up, and he, like, comes home. And, like, he had just went to the gym, and he's, like, really sweaty, and, like... He gave me, like, a very, like, small peck and then, like, ran in the shower immediately. And I was like, what the fuck was that? That was, like, kind of weird. And, like, immediately, like, two minutes later, my brother calls me and, like, gives me some, like, tea. And I'm like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? And I, like, lost my mind. And, uh, 
I have like <laughs> I was showing my friend Caitlin actually this like picture of him from like that now that I took of him like in the moment where I was like I need to take a picture of you right now to like remind myself how fucking pathetic you are and how much I fucking hate you in this moment so I can look back on it and like not regret my decision and I still have that picture to this day I like showed it to her the other day it was kind of funny um so uh, I was like I'm gonna post it on my Instagram <laughs> I'm not gonna post it on my Instagram that'd be like so fucking tacky um but we're gonna get into some more pop culture news we're gonna get into some final pop culture news for the week actually um some murder news so i just teased that we're gonna talk about some like murder news we're not nobody actually died it's just the high school like football teammates trying to kill their teammate um so the mom of a lake travis independent school district football player is now speaking out after she said her son suffered an allergy attack from peanuts um, that were put there by other students. Uh, so Shauna Manning gave a public comment during a Lake Travis ISD board meeting uh, Wednesday back in November, saying her son told a couple of teammates in his football team that his allergy to peanuts could kill him if they were to touch them or if he were to put them in his cleats or uniform. Those two boys then drove over to the high school locker room that evening and did exactly that. They filled his cleats with peanuts and in his locker and in his uniform in the varsity locker room. Manon said, despite what happened in the locker room, he played in the game. Afterwards, he told his mom about how peanuts fell from his jersey hanging in his locker. He told her about how he wanted to wash his hands before touching his face and how hives had already started to crawl up his arms. He said she could still see the hives as he told her the story. Uh, I think the hardest part was it was one of his teammates. You know, you have this brotherhood in football. It was disappointing that it was his teammate, Menon said. Uh, she later found out his teammates knew exactly about the severity of his allergy before filling his locker. She goes, a couple of his teammates on his varsity football team were asking about his allergy to peanuts and asked if they could kill him. He said, yes, it absolutely could. And they still did it. Um, so I feel like they should go to fucking jail. I feel like they should be under the jail. No, I don't think that. Um, I feel like they should definitely, like, get more than just, like, maybe they should be kicked off the team for a little bit. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe just kick them off for the year. If they're seniors, fuck them in their last year. You're not going to be able to go to, like, get a scholarship. Like, maybe you shouldn't be, like, a psychopath. Because um, that's, like, psychopath behavior, right? Like, actively trying to kill one of your teammates. Like, if you try to ram somebody with a car, like, that's, like, intentional. Like, you're trying to hurt them. If you put peanuts that somebody's allergic to, like, in their uniform, you're trying to hurt them. I don't know. Something weird about it to me. So how the fuck are they just going to get off with that? I don't know. Um, I guess we'll see if there's any, like, developments in the future. I don't think there will be. I think this will probably be just be, like, a one and done. But I heard about it, and I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, Sean, they tried to kill that kid. Um, but I think this is probably where we can, like, end things also this week, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys already don't, be sure to check out Pop Icon Radio on Instagram, at Pop Icon Radio. And if you guys already don't, uh, could you give me a five-star review? Or if you already haven't, could you give me a five-star review um, and a written review on Apple Podcasts? I'd be really really nice um so thank you so much for tuning in and like i said uh, pop icon radio is monday through fridays from eight to nine in the morning on the alternation if you guys want to check that out that will be out tomorrow um and who knows what we'll be talking about definitely some pop culture uh but until then i guess we'll see you on the podcast again on friday for our next episode episode 25 that's it that's so exciting of pop icon the podcast um so until then thank you so much have a good one bye Ghost,